All right, we'd like to welcome everyone uh, tonight, Landmark Baptist Church. Uh, just like to hope everybody had a good Christmas. Uh, we're going to be doing a lesson tonight on Christmas disappointments. Me and Rita was here last Wednesday night. We done a service on two Christmases, and I don't know if it's preachers or people. Somebody wearing that out. Uh, it's been downloaded over thirty times. But uh, we hope tonight to be able to encourage people that maybe Christmas didn't go uh, to your expectations, maybe is disappointed. We're going to speak on that a little bit tonight. We encourage you to stay uh, with us tonight. I believe it will be worth your, your while, be it to your benefit to listen to some of the things we're going to mention tonight. We try to encourage people and we try to provoke people in the, in the direction of the Lord. But we want to have a word of prayer tonight. We really got blessed at the Christmas play. I'm so proud of the young people, so proud of Rita. And those that work with me done such a good job. Uh, it was such a blessing. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that again. And uh, we're really proud of our young people. And got a lot of young people for a little church. Praise the Lord. But we want to pray tonight. Uh, the world, my, one of my biggest prayers is that the world will see its sad condition. <clears throat> that it gets sick of sin. That it would want to seek a refuge for its soul and find that real purpose for why they're here. We'll speak along those lines tonight. We play that every morning. Uh, it's kind of hard to understand unless you've been there, and I have been there. I was like that 34 years how you can miss the most important thing in life. The Lord said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. I believe that's Matthew chapter 6, verse 37. I may not have the verse right, but I know it's in Matthew chapter 6. But He said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You know, that was not first on my list. <laughs> I was 34 years old. For I sought the Lord and got a refuge for my soul, but I have to admit what a difference it makes when you got the Lord in your heart and in your life. But a lot of people out there, they don't know what that means. A lot of them are religiously lost. A lot of them are just, you know, there's pleasure in sin, but it's for a season. And sin's kind of like this right here. It'll take you further than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay. And it'll cost you more than you want to pay. And that's true. I've been there. But uh, we got a lot of people out there that's, that's not with the Calvary, that hadn't known the Lord personally, that are missing out on that great gift. But we want to pray tonight. We want to pray for uh, several people here. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your <clears throat> great mercies, Lord, your compassion to fail not. Lord, your mercies are new every morning. Your blessings, Lord, can't be counted for multitude every day, Lord. You give us, Lord, uh, handfuls on purpose. You load us down with benefits. Lord, we're all guilty of not thanking you and giving you praise for them. But Lord, we want to thank you for all you do for us. Lord, for the days you give us to enjoy. Lord, for the health that we all take for granted. We thank you for it, Lord. Ask your blessings, dear Father, tonight. Lord, upon all your churches. Lord, those, Lord, that are big, those that are small, those that are struggling, those that are, Lord, uh, complacent, we pray for each and every one of them, Father, tonight. And I, I pray, Lord, dear God, they'd uh, get their heart right. I pray, Lord, Father, they would uh, sing their, their best songs. Uh, one thing I pray about, Lord, is we'd over here, we'd sing, Lord, with all our heart to give you honor and praise and glory, lift up our voice. Lord, in song and praise. Uh, and Lord, we got some good singers in this church. And we, we thank you for those singers. We thank you for the musicians we've got. We thank you for the visitors, Lord, that show up. And, and we pray for them, Lord. And we've got more that's supposed to come. We pray for Fred and his wife. They said it's going to come. We pray they will. We thank you for Michael McGuire and his wife. It just showed up here one day. And Chuck Barbie that shows up here every now and then. Lord, we pray, Lord, also for, for Lord uh, Glenn and Wayne that said they're going to come one day, and we believe they will. And we thank you, Lord, for Ashley and 
Lord, for Andy and Shelly and many others, Lord, that, that just show up. And thank you, Lord, for our faithful few. Thank you, Lord, for this little church. And Lord, we pray your blessings upon the efforts of this little church. May our labor not be in vain. Lord, I pray, Father, we can make a difference. Lord, in this little community where this little church abides, Lord, I pray it be known, Lord, that this church is real and the people in here, Lord, they truly love you. And, and Lord, they try their best to love others. We pray for you to help us in that, Lord, that we might be able to do that. Father, we pray tonight for, for Adam uh, Rashdale. I believe I got this name right. Adam Rashdale had surgery, Lord, got a family, got children, got a wife. We pray for him, Lord, you get him through this surgery, get him healed up. Lord, we've had people in, in the church that's had surgery. We pray for Carolyn Tibbs recovering from where she had fifth surgery. We pray for Sister Bonnie, Lord, recovering where she had, uh, Lord, a surgery on her on her intestines, Lord, had probably one of them. We pray for that. Pray for Brother Ed had surgery on his foot, recovering from that. Uh, Lord, got others, Lord, uh, that's had surgery, Lord, and and Lord, we pray for all of them, Lord. You'd help them, Lord, to, to not only recover, but help them, Lord, to get better. We pray for Brother Eric, uh, Sister Rita, share with us, Lord. He's having some trouble with his foot. We pray, Lord, you'd help him with that. Pray you heal him, Lord. And bless him, Lord. And Lord, we pray, Lord, for those hostages over in Gaza, Lord, that they might be able to be released, be freed, and be able to come out of that hostage situation. I pray for them, Lord. And, and I pray that war, Lord, would somehow... Uh, Lord, be reconciled, Lord. I, I don't know, Lord, I would to God that, that Hamas would have a change of heart and instead of wanting to kill people, Lord, I pray they'd have remorse about what they've already done. And, and I pray they'd lay their weapons down and pick up a white flag and say we're sorry and, and whatever we need to uh, pay, we're willing to pay for what we've done. I, I would like to see that, Lord. I don't know that it will, but I'd like to. I'd like to see the wars cease. I'd like to see, Lord, the strife stop. I'd like to see, Lord, the, the shooting, Lord, stop. The stabbing stop. Lord, the pushing and beating. And, Lord, the bullying that goes on in our schools. I'd like to see it stop, Lord. I pray, God, even tonight, Lord, that somehow, Lord, that sweet Holy Spirit, Lord, could fill those hearts that's full of bitterness, Lord, and full of poison. And, I, and Lord, full of, uh, Lord, deadly poison and strife. I pray for them, Lord, that... They might be full of the love of God and want to do differently. I pray for them, Father God, tonight. And Lord, I, I pray, Lord, Father, for all these in the church, Lord, that's, that's going through turmoil. Lord, help them, Lord. Those, Lord, that's, that's sick and recovering, pray for them. Those that's lost loved ones, Father, we pray for them this morning. And Lord, we named them this morning. But Lord, we pray for them even tonight, Lord, you'd comfort them, care for them, and carry them through that terrible valley. Lord, we found out this morning Peggy McCamey of the McCameys passed away. And, and Lord, I regretted hearing that, Lord. And, and Lord, also rejoice to know that she's in heaven. Uh, like Lord Enoch, Lord, she left behind a testimony that she pleased God. And, and great godly woman Peggy McCamey was. We enjoyed, Lord, her music. Got to be in service with her several times. That Brotherhood Free Will Baptist Church, we thank God for that. Bless the McCamey family, Lord, and help them to cope, Lord, I pray with it. That empty seat, that missing family member, that great one, Peggy, Lord, we, we pray for that family. And Lord, bless, Lord, tonight, this service. Bless Rita as she sings. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen.
change your life and help you drop up to 13 pounds week after week. Amazing grace. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. The earth shall soon yeah. dissolve like snow. The sun forbear to shine. Amen. But God who called me here below yeah. will be forever mine. Amen. Will be forever mine. Amen. You are forever mine. Hallelujah. Amen. <clears throat> Mm. I enjoyed both of them songs, and the thing I enjoyed both about battling the most is the fact that he set me free. And the Bible said, Whom the Son sets free, they're free indeed. And boy, it's good to know that personally. To know that you're free. To know that you're no longer bound by Satan, by sin. And boy, that free indeed. I'm glad those chains have been broke. I'm glad I got to go free. I appreciate both of those songs. Sister Reedy done a good job there. I appreciate both of those songs. Alright, we're going to Speak a little bit tonight on Christmas disappointments. It's kind of a strange thought, but uh, it's true. And we're going to take our text again out of Luke chapter number 2. It's probably our last Christmas thought. But Luke chapter 2, we're going to read the first 20 verses there. And, uh, you know, God was in charge of this whole thing. Uh, he calls his son to be born in Bethlehem just like it was foretold that it would be and uh, even though the world don't want nothing to do with Jesus uh, whether they like it or not uh, he came down uh, he was born in Bethlehem city of David uh, he was the babe in the manger uh, he was the one on the cross and he's coming back king of all but here his humble birth it said it came to pass in those days Luke chapter 2 verse 1 that they went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child, so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And uh, there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, behold, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now I want to stop just singing right there. I want you to know that Christmas is about all. Uh, Jesus didn't just die for one, he died for all. Uh, he came down here, gave his life a ransom for all. His birth was significant to all people. Uh, all are loved. All can be forgiven. All can be saved because of Jesus. But he said these good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. Now, there's some people down here you got to be a certain color or you got to be a certain age or you got to be a, a certain, uh, you know, uh, somebody to enjoy Christmas but this is a time of great tidings, great joy which shall be to all people he says for unto you and Jesus is who he's talking about 
unto you is born this day, or unto these shepherds born this day, in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Christ was born to all of us. Uh, he was the gift, the unspeakable gift that God gave. That was His Son. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. You know, God, He loves everyone. His will towards us is good. He wants peace. Man's reason ain't no peace. If it wasn't for some of the problems that man has made, we could have peace on the earth. But man just won't let it go. Man just won't give up. And uh, because of man, there is no peace on the earth. Uh, I, know I see signs all the time. Peace. Uh, you know, we want peace. Only you're ever going to have peace is to die to yourself and let Jesus Christ come in your heart and reign in your heart. Then you'll be able to live peaceably with all men. The Bible says as much in you live peace with all men. And I know that personally, I, I didn't have no peace. I'll tell you right now, through the Prince of Peace come in my heart, and now I do pretty good now. Uh, when I say pretty good, I mess up every now and then. But uh, I do pretty good now, uh, trying to live peaceably with all men. Verse 15, it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go even now unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord had made known unto us. And they came with haste, found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they'd seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things they do today. They wonder today. They wonder where it's true or not. They wonder where it was. They wonder when it was. I'll tell you what you can do. You can take God at His Word. You won't have to wonder. You can uh, enjoy the things which freely given us of God. But all they that heard it wondered at those things. They questioned which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they heard and seen as it was told unto them. Uh, you can find out a lot of things uh, are true uh, if you will uh, come and see. Uh, they had to go see this sight. They had to see it with their own eyes. They had to find out their self. And uh, I, I tell you, the, the word came to them. The message came to them uh, that there was a babe born. And it said unto, this, unto you is born this day. Uh, they saw Jesus on his birthday. Uh, they found him a babe in the manger. And last Wednesday we talked talked about two Christmases. They saw him on his birthday. The wise men saw him. He's probably somewhere in the neighborhood two years old. And whether it was close to his birthday or not, I don't know. But the shepherds saw him on his birthday. And uh, anyway, we're talking tonight on Christmas disappointments. And uh, let me say that first Christmas was glorious. Verse 13 and 14 said, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. It was a glorious Christmas. This first Christmas was. Let me say this real quick. I talked to Brother Donnie on the way to church tonight. He's better. He's back at work. And said they worked his tail off today. He had good days on his way home. But uh, this first Christmas was a Glorious Christmas, but we're talking tonight about Christmas disappointments. And uh, let me stop here just a second just to give you an idea of what, what a Christmas disappointment can be. Uh, seen on the news where uh, a sister gave her two brothers two gifts, and uh, she had two little baby girls with her, and the, the brothers opened their gifts. One of them felt like the other one got a better gift than he got. One thing led to another. And he shot his sister in the chest and killed her. The other brother that shot her ran out of the house. And the other brother ran out of the house after him, shot him in the stomach. And then run, the police were looking for him. You know, they had a disappointing Christmas. I was telling Rita 
when I got here tonight, but uh, Christmas to me is not what I get. Christmas to me is what I've already got. I'm telling you, I already got that unspeakable gift. I already enjoy the season. And I enjoy it whether I get anything or not. And I, I'm truly blessed. I got all kind of Christmas cards. I got some had money in them. Hallelujah. Uh, I got country ham slice. Boy, was it good. Had country ham for breakfast Monday morning, Tuesday morning. Probably had it again in the morning. What about your blood pressure, buddy? Eddie? I'm good to go. I'm looking forward to getting out of this nightmare on Am Street down there. Y'all have it all. Hey, I'll tell you right now, I'll be glad uh, not have to worry about no more global warming. I'll be glad not have to worry about no more uh, uh, wars, rumors of wars. Uh, some of this stuff down there going on down there will not be going on. Some of this nonsense, I'm telling this fake news, I've got it up to here. I'll be glad to get out of here. Get up on streets of gold. Joy the things of heaven. I'm telling you, Jesus, uh, he said, I go to a prepared place for you. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Paul said he got caught up in third heaven and he brought back a report. He said, far better. Far be a Christ, far better. But a lot of people, their Christmas is disappointed. And uh, they were very disappointed what they got. They was very disappointed in a lot of things. One of them, they had like a Christmas party and uh, this young man forgot his phone and he couldn't call to say, hey, I forgot my phone. So he thought I'll just sneak in and get it. And his brother shot him. He thought he was an intruder. I don't know whether he killed him or not. But a lot of disappointments happened over this past Christmas. Uh, maybe you had this kind of disappointment. Nobody showed up. Or maybe some did and others didn't. You know, Proverbs chapter 18 verse 24 says, it talks about, uh, you know, he that have friends must show himself to be friendly. you got to be friendly to have company. You might be running all your family off. You might be running all your friends off. you got to learn how to let things go. That'd be a good time to say amen right there. I'm telling you, we, the Bible said as much as in us, we're supposed to live peaceably with all men. Now, I don't see much of that today. I see everything but that. Let me see if I can find that scripture. I think it's in Romans. We throw it out there where you can look at yourself. Amen. I believe it's in Romans chapter 12. Yeah. Romans chapter 12 verse 18. Well, let's go ahead and read verse 17. Recompense no man evil for evil. And that's what I used to do. And I always want to hit somebody harder than hit me. I always want to make them wish they'd never hit me. But recompense no man, evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men. It's always right to do right. It's never right to do wrong. And here's a verse I turn to for the reason. If it be possible, and it should be, as much as life in you, if you got any Jesus in you at all, he went about doing good. He had a Praise of men, praise of God. If it be possible, if you've got any Jesus in you, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself. Now, this ain't easy, but it can be done. But rather give place unto wrath, for it's written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. That's not easy to do, but it can be done. You just got to learn how to hang it up. Yeah. You got to learn how to let it go. Amen. The Bible said there was no wood fire going without. In a sense, going around a can of gasoline trying to put a fire out. It says verse 20, Therefore if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Like I said, maybe you had a disappointed Christmas because nobody showed up. Maybe the reason they didn't show up because you wasn't uh, the kind of company that they wanted to be around. You know, I'll, tell you, I'll just tell you right now, you got to learn how to forgive people, learn how to love people. Uh, learn, uh, you know, it's, it, <laughs> it's too easy to find a fault, too easy to find a problem. Best thing you can do, just remember, God gave you grace. I appreciate Sister Rita singing that song about amazing grace. It was amazing grace. I was a brawler. I was confrontational 
Man, I'm at peace with myself. I'm at peace with everyone. And it's because I had a close encounter with Jesus, maybe a head-on collision with Jesus. But I'll tell you what, it, it fixed what was wrong with me. Amen. Uh, maybe you had a disappointment at Christmas because nobody showed up. And uh, maybe the reason they didn't show up was because of, of you yourself. Let me look at that scripture real quick. I think there was something else I want to say about that in Proverbs chapter 18. Let's look at the rest of that there. Verse 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Maybe you had a lonely Christmas, and the only one showed up was Jesus. I tell you what, that's a pretty good Christmas right there. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. I tell you what, you can't have a lonely Christmas if you know Jesus. I'm telling you, you'll never have a lonely moment in your life. I'm telling you, I appreciate the fellowship of the Lord. But maybe you had this for your Christmas. Maybe your Christmas disappointed was, your disappointment was, that you had an unwanted divorce. Uh, I've got an unspoken request. I'm praying earnestly about it. Uh, went to Bethel Baptist Church on a Sunday night, and I saw a sister that I know and love. I care a lot about her. I saw her weeping. I went and inquired what the problem was, and she told me her husband's leaving her, and I, I went with her. And I said, give me some time to pray about this. And I'm not just praying about this. I've asked others to pray about it. I wouldn't give her a name for nothing. But I tell you what, she's a good godly woman. She knows the Lord, loves the Lord. And uh, she don't want this divorce. And uh, you know, sometimes you, you can't stop uh, someone from leaving. You can shoot them. But you can't stop them from leaving. But I'm praying that God will give them a change of heart. But an, un an unwanted divorce. Uh, she's probably not alone. There's probably a lot of people out there just like her. You know, you've done everything you can. You've put up with things that you shouldn't have put up with and, and you saw mistake after mistake after mistake and no matter what you do it just seemed like you know this thing's going off the cliff but I'll tell you what I heard on the radio this morning and I think it's good you ought to listen to Brother Eddie real good right here I heard on the radio this morning listened to a preacher on the radio and he said it's a proven fact that couples that read their Bibles only one out of one thousand. Actually, I think he said it was less than one out of one thousand end up in a divorce. Now, one percent is one out of a hundred, but less than one out of a thousand, that's way down there. And I believe I can take the Bible and put some substance to that statement there. And it's in Isaiah chapter 34. Verse number 16, you got a promise here from God Himself. And He's the one that done the first marriage. He's the one that joins together, let no man put asunder. But in Isaiah chapter 34, verse number 16, we can put some substance to that thought. And the Bible says, Seek ye, now ye is a pearl of you. In other words, seek all of you. Seek ye out the book of the Lord, and read. He said those that read their Bibles, they're able to stay together. Well, listen to this promise that goes with that. No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate. For my mouth it hath commanded, and his spirit he hath gathered them. Uh, you know, you, you get thinking about this thing. Reading the Bible is wonderful. But I'll tell you what, God is a reward of those that diligently seek him. You start honoring God, He'll start helping you with things that are impossible with men. Things that are impossible with men are possible with God. If you really love your husband, you want to keep your husband, keep reading your Bible, keep praying, keep asking God, don't give up, don't throw in the towel under no circumstances. And if you've got a wife you love, start reading your Bible, humble yourself, pray to God, ask God for help. Uh, he said that with a promise. He said, none I want their mate. My mouth is commanded. His spirit is gathered. Maybe you had a Christmas disappointment due to an unwanted divorce. And I, I know the Bible says in the book of Malachi that God hates putting away. He don't like divorce. See if I can find that real quick since we're on the topic.
believe it's Malachi chapter 2. <clears throat> says, verse 14, Yet ye say, Wherefore, because the Lord have been witness between thee and thy wife of thy youth, against whom thou hast dealt treacherously, you know, husbands, somehow they don't treat their wives right. God, God notices that too. God hears witness about how you treat your wife. Says, Yet is she thy companion, and thou and the wife of thy covenant. You took a vow before God to love this woman. Good times, bad times, riches and poverty and health, and uh, better or worse. You took made a covenant with God. Said, Did not he make one? That's talking about the marriage union. Yet he yet had he the residue of the spirit were of wherefore one that he might make seek a godly seed therefore take heed to your spirit let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth for the Lord the God of Israel saith that he hateth putting away you know God has never sanctioned divorce they, they confronted Jesus and said well why did Moses give us a, a, a writing of divorce and Jesus answered him pretty quick he said cause the hardness of your heart but he said from the beginning it wasn't so. What he means is Adam didn't divorce Eve. And Eve didn't divorce Adam. And uh, he said on down here, he said, Take heed to your spirit that, not, that you deal not treacherously. You know, that old I'll show him spirit. Or I'll show her spirit. That don't need to be in the marriage. I'll tell you what now, the marriage is sanctified by the Lord and by the word of God. But uh, uh, we'll get off of that divorce. We may have left somebody a bad taste in their mouth. I don't know. But uh, maybe there was an empty seat for you at, at this Christmas. You know, I thought about all of those that buried loved ones this year that uh, Christmas wasn't like it was last year because that person was in that seat last year. You know, uh, down here we got no continuing city. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 14. And uh, down here things don't always go as planned. And I remember we buried our first daughter, our second daughter, buried my mom, my dad, buried my my wife's uh, father, and her stepdad, and her mother's still alive. But you just never know when you're going to have an empty seat in your Christmas. Uh, but I'll tell you what you can do. Uh, you can you can miss them. Uh, Jonathan told David, he said, uh, your seat will be empty and you'll be missed. You can miss them. You can let God comfort you. Uh, he, he's the one that, that he said in Psalms 23 verse 4, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Uh, in Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 3 and 4, He's God of all comfort. Uh, he will comfort you. He will carry you. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says He'll carry on eagle's wings. He'll lead the 99 and uh, He'll go after even one, lay it on His shoulder and bring them back to the fold. Luke 15 5. But I'll tell you what, Maybe it's a child. That empty seat's a little one. David mentioned in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23, when he found out his little boy had died, he said, I shall go to him, but he cannot come unto me again. We can go to be with them. If, there's, if you're saved, you can see them again. Little children go straight to heaven. The reason children go straight, go straight to heaven, the Bible says, what is no law, sin is not imputed. They don't know the Ten Commandments. They can't break them. And Paul said, I've not known sin but by the law. He said, the law is my schoolmaster bringing me to Christ. That's how I learned I was lost. That's how I learned I need to be saved because of the law. All those I shall not, I've done. And then some, amen. I may have added a couple of that thing. But uh, not only did he say, I'll go to where he is, but that next verse, uh, he lay with his wife Bathsheba and they had another son named Solomon, verse 24. And he said, and the Lord loved him. But uh, maybe, you know, your, your Christmas was a disappointment due to an empty seat. Maybe uh, you didn't get what you want. Maybe you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas. You know, God's got an unspeakable gift that He wants to give you. He, he wants to give everyone this unspeakable gift. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. You know, those gifts on the tree, uh, they satisfy for a little while. But that gift that was on the tree, it satisfies forever. I, I'm telling you, uh, that, that unspeakable gift God gives. Man, like I said, Christmas to me is not about what I got, 
what I get but what I already got. Uh, just having Jesus, I, I'm so much content. I'm telling you. Uh, I, every Christmas that I've experienced since I've been saved has been a blessing, even though we had family members that passed away, even though, you know, we lost our house, uh, we went through poverty, we went through, me and my wife just had 48 year anniversary, praise God. But uh, boy, Jesus makes a difference in Christmas. If you've got that unspeakable gift, I, I'm telling you, it'll help you. Uh, maybe your Christmas was a disappointment due to depression. I'll tell you what, if you got depression, let me tell you, it's so, it's so easy to fix. Just go to the nursing home. Bible says it's better to go to the house of mourning than a house of feasting because the heart's made better. Just go to the nursing home. You'll realize all your problems are minute. When you see people in there that are destitute, I'm talking about they're forgotten. They don't get a single phone call. They don't get a single visitor. They're forgotten. They don't even exist other than in a nursing home. When you go visit them, you'll realize you ain't got no problem. If that's not enough, go to the hospital. Go room to room. You'll find out you don't really have any problem to complain about at all. We all complain, but we don't have to. If you got depression, if you think maybe you know the Lord's not been good to you, go visit the nursing home. Go visit the hospital. You'll realize just how blessed you truly are. You come out and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I am blessed. I'll tell you, maybe you just didn't observe Christmas. A lot of people don't. Jehovah Witnesses, they don't observe Christmas. They're all mixed up. Ain't got no sense no no better. My brother-in-law is Jehovah Witness. I work with a guy that's Jehovah Witness. I'm a Jehovah Witness. Just save them. They're lost, Jehovah Witnesses. And they're so confused that they don't celebrate Christmas. They don't acknowledge Christmas. They do Christmas like this right here. I'm a Jehovah Witness. We don't observe Christmas. Well, I'll tell you what. Christ died for them. Just like He died for me. Just like He died for you. You can have a blessed, joyous Christmas like these shepherds did. Uh, you can leave rejoicing and be, be uh, praising God for all the things that they'd heard and all the things that they'd seen as it was told them. You can have that kind of Christmas or you can have one of them by humbug. Uh, we don't observe Christmas. Uh, you know, maybe maybe here uh, there's others. I'm just going to name Joe Witness. I'll leave the rest of them out of it. But, uh, you know, if you don't observe Christmas, that's not the end of the world. But if you miss heaven, you'd be better off than never even been born. God, the Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world, that includes you, that He gave His only begotten Son for you, that whosoever, that's you, Believeth in Him. You can. Should not perish. You don't have to. But have everlasting life. You can have those promises. But you can only get them through God's Son Jesus. Now I'll tell you. Maybe you don't observe Christmas. That's not the end of the world. But if you miss out on Jesus. And you die in your sins. Let me tell you it's going to be. It's going to be eternal regret. It's going to be eternal suffering. Eternal punishment. Because you wanted nothing to do with Jesus. You see, Christmas is about giving. The Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. Jesus says, more blessed to give than is received. Those wise men came a long ways. All they wanted to do was worship Him, give gifts to Him. You don't have to give gifts. You don't have to worship, but you do have to be born again. Jesus said, Marvel not, I say unto you, you must be born again. If you're not born again, one day you're going to die. Here's the way it works. Oh, God's a God of love. He wouldn't send me to hell. God don't send people to hell. Sin does. That's why Jesus went through hell, so anyway he could be saved. Here's the way it works. One day you're going to die. If you die without Jesus, you're going to stand guilty before God. And he's ready right now to judge the quick and the dead. That means the living and the dead. And you stand before him in your sins. I want to tell you, you forget about bowing the knee. You forget about begging for mercy. You forget it. Your faith is sealed. <clears throat> With me, I've already bowed my knee. I've already confessed my sins. And I've already asked for forgiveness. And I've already been forgiven. 
I've already been redeemed. I've already been born again. Oh, I wish I could go through it again. It's so wonderful. I, I wish I could take some of it out and give samples out. Psalm, it said in Psalm 34, verse 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I didn't even know what that meant till April 27, 1988. But if you don't observe Christmas, and you don't want nothing to do with Christmas, that's not the end of the world. But if you want nothing to do with Jesus, and you die without Jesus, you're going to get your just reward. You're going to hear these words, Depart from me, I never knew you. And boy, I'll tell you, it's going to sit in on you then. There's no second chance. There's no backup plan. There's no lawyer. No one going to get you out of that dilemma. That's your fault. Jesus died for you. He is that unspeakable gift. He gave His life for you. He stood between me and hell. I couldn't find no way around Him and I tried. But the reason I got saved because He didn't want me to go to hell. And I would have went to hell if that had been for Him. But now my sins are under the blood just like Sister Rita just sang. My chains came off and I, He set me free. I, I'm as free. I'm telling you, you prison may be like trying to imprison the wind. I could be I could be in San Quentin prison, still be free. I could be at the bottom of the ocean. I'd still be free. You pour concrete on me. I'm still going to be free. You can't imprison me. I'm telling you, I'm free indeed. No matter what, I'm free. Hey, you forget it. I'm telling you. No weapon formed against me can prosper. I've already got eternal life. I'm not trying to get it. I already got it. Boy, Christmas is such a wonderful time to realize that God gave His Son for me so I could enjoy that season, that moment, that time. All it given is just a reflection of the great gift that God gave through His Son, Jesus. You, I, my advice to you be run to Jesus. I don't know where you're at in life right now. I don't know where you're young, where you're old. I don't know what you've done. Don't even care. God knows everything there is to know about you. He loves you just like you are. He don't want to leave you like you are. But He loves you just like you are. He wants you to come to Him. He said all that come to Him in John chapter 6 verse 37. He said all that come to me, I don't know why it's turned away. You're automatically going to be accepted. He's rich in mercy to all that call upon Him. You'll find out He's able to forgive you. He's able to cleanse you and to save you from all sin. It's so wonderful. You won't be able to contain it. You'll go to work. I got saved. I got saved. All of a sudden, you won't be ashamed to think about Jesus and to talk about Jesus. Like these shepherds right here. Listen here in this last verse. And then shepherds return glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. I've had that moment now for 35 years. Yeah, I'm still fanatic. I ain't got over it. I don't think you can. You know, I have to admit that maybe I don't ricochet all the time, but I'll tell you what, I'm always looking for a moment to do it. I stand ready to praise Him every opportunity I get. My hope, prayer for you, is that you'll get to know Jesus personally as your Lord and Savior, that you won't die in your sins, but you'll die in the Lord. The Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. They die down here, an earthly body. My earthly body, it's not eternal. It's going to die one of these days. And the biggest lie that's ever been told going to be told on that day. They're going to say anyway, die. Listen, Peggy McCamey just passed away. And they're saying she died. Listen, you can't die. Jesus told Martha, John chapter 11, He that believeth in me shall never die. I know this old body's going to die. It's going to fall like a sack of taters. But what's in this body right now, looking out of the two windows up here, talking out of this mouth, that's making this body alive? I got another body waiting, a glorified body. What do I got to his? I can't wait to get into it. The Bible says we know this earthly tabernacle be dissolved. We got one made without end, without hands eternal in the heavens, whereupon we grown, designed to be clothed upon with our heavenly body. I can't wait to get in that body. You can have a wonderful Christmas if you'll just get to Jesus. Then you'll start enjoying what you got. You'll start enjoying everything there is about Jesus. Father, we thank you for the thought tonight. I've done my best, Lord, to deliver the thought you gave me about this. And I pray, Lord, somebody listen with earnest heed. 
I pray somebody, Lord, tonight before they pillow their head, get on side of their bed and call upon you. It's rich mercy. I'll call upon you. I pray they lay hold on eternal life. I pray they get once from the glory saved. And I pray they be like these shepherds. I pray they know us at the world. Tell the people they work with, people in their family, people, Lord, that they meet in life. Tell them the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Bless all these things tonight, Father. In Christ's name, thank you for it. Amen. All right.